Good day, America. Welcome back to the SoCo Show. This is the co-host, Cody Michael. I'm joined, as always, by the so-host, Seth Ott. <clears throat> we got uh, episode 152 coming at you, and uh, also coming at you, as per usual lately... Jared Buckendall. Jared, welcome back. It's me, the JB host. <laughs> <laughs> I think it works. I think it works. Wow. Yeah, you guys have cool names. Co-host, so-host. I'm the JB host. <laughs> I like it. I think I think it's... Well, yeah, if you just spelled... We'll have to figure out a way to work it into the title. Mm-hmm. We'll get that We'll get that fixed. We'll I mean, you fixed. know what this is? It's it's like going on a family road trip, and you two are in the front seat. You're like the parents, and I'm just the kid in the back. And every now and then you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot he's still back there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! <laughs> wow. I, I, have to, I, I, I have to admit to you, Jared, um, something you probably knew. I This week, I missed my first episode of J-Buck Live. Uh, I was, I was not able to tune in. You missed the grand bestest shark movie unveiling. I did. And I, I don't, I don't want you to spoil it for me or for the folks at home, but, uh, but what, what, uh, what else did you talk about besides the definitive ranking of shark movies this week? Um, I mean, honestly, I, you know, people out there, you, you might not know you, you, I don't know. There's no news. So it was just kind of a me just rambling like a nonsensual person as always. And yeah, just the normal stuff, I guess. Nice. You didn't nice. miss much. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose that's good to know. What uh, as as another person who's nonsensual, uh, Seth, what well, how has <laughs> <is> your week <laughs> been? <laughs> I can't I can't enunciate words. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was low hanging fruit. I don't feel super proud of that, but I did think it was funny. Seth, you having a good week? Um, I had to endure three hours on Saturday, Saturday without electricity. What? Oh, no. And uh, it it was an interesting moment. I was watching one of the movies I'll be reviewing uh, later on. And um, just all of a sudden, because it had gotten like stormy just super quick. But it wasn't like a storm where it seemed like a lot of stuff was going on. There was like one gust of wind and then it was gone. Like the, it, it just, the, everything shut off so quick and it was dark in my, in my um, room where I, cause I mentioned before I have the blackout curtains. And so it got completely dark and then, <laughs> and then I was like, well, what the fuck do I do now? Um, so it ended up, <laughs> it, it, it ended up um, also the other thing that sucked is that, so the internet's out obviously, but, there was a shitload of people without power. Like I think it, it was 20, 30,000. I mean, it was a lot. And so there was way more like traffic on the cell stuff, like using data. So I couldn't do, I can even load Twitter. Like it was, I had oh, nothing. Man. I couldn't watch anything. <laughs> I couldn't go on anything. So, only, so what I ended up doing, it, it, it probably looked like, like one of those uh, montages of like, where people are doing a whole bunch of stuff and it's like 15 minutes. I think I actually did that. <laughs> like I, I eventually got to, a, so I, I played, I played um, solitaire with real cards, which is something I do. I've done that before. I think in a power outage when we lived together, Cody, um, yeah, yeah. I pl- played solitaire. Um, that was the first time I knew that was a thing people like could do. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
so I did that, and then um, I won one game, and I'm like, all right, that took like an hour. Um, and then I, uh, at that point, I think people started getting power back on in other areas, so I was able to use my phone slightly. So I didn't have any, I couldn't cook, I couldn't leave the house to go get anything because my car is in the garage and the power is out to that. Oh. And, <laughs> and so, ma- could you have manually opened it somehow? Yeah, but then that becomes a mess, like if you accidentally get it off track or whatever. Yeah. And then, so I eventually got to the point where I could use um, DoorDash. And so I got, uh, I think I, I think I got Chick-fil-A or something. Uh, so ate that, um, in like five minutes and then I was bored, um, some more. And so I went down, Cody left, Cody left a keyboard, <laughs> like a, oh, like a wow. piano keyboard. <laughs> so I went downstairs and, and picked that, picked that up, brought it upstairs and, um, started just fucking around on that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I seemed like I probably looked like a crazy person, and then that took like another fifteen minutes. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so then I went outside and um, like just I just sat on the deck and listened to Ready Player One because <laughs> uh, I had that, down- had that downloaded to my phone. Um, and then w- right as like I I took I have this chair because everything was wet outside, so I like this chair that I have inside. I brought out. As soon as I get that set up, like fifteen minutes later, fucking power comes back on. But <laughs> it was it was a while. It took like three hours for it to to come back on. So it was a it was an interesting like what I chose to do. Oh, I played VR. That was the other thing that took up a little bit too. I played some VR with the the sunlight I had left because you need light to be able to to play it. And uh, and so I I played VR for a little bit. But it was an interesting interesting night. Wait, is the VR runoff of like batteries or something? Yeah. Oh, yep. yeah, you have to charge it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yep. I haven't been worried about my phone going dead. That really fucking pissed me luckily, off. Luckily, if, well, was... if I know a storm's coming, because luckily um, Mike V had, had messaged us and said, Seth, look out or whatever. So I plugged my phone in before. Um, but all of the, like, refreshing and trying to get, like, DoorDash to come up. Like, my phone is old. It's, like, two and a half years mm. old. So the battery dies super quick. So from like an 80% charge down to like a 30% charge in an hour because I just kept trying to <laughs> load stuff. And then, then I used that as a flashlight at first too, to get around the house. Cause mm. it was dark as hell. What, what time of day was that again? Like five, it was actually, it was five fifty nine when it went out. Cause that's, that was the time on the clock. And when I turned it back on, it was, um, I think it was like nine forty five. So how many hours, how many more hours would it have taken for you to start to panic? Oh, I was fine. The only thing I was panicked about, as soon as I knew that it wasn't just me, um, like, that was my worry, because uh, the owner of the house isn't here, so I'm like, I don't know exactly what to do here. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> when I call and, and I'm trying to turn it back on, like, if it's just a house problem, maybe the house... That happened to, twice when I was a kid. My house got hit by lightning, just our house. Um, and so the power, like, you know, went crazy and all that. So, like, I've, I've, I'm used to that. <laughs> And so, like, I was like, oh, fuck, what happens? You know, like, it's not my house. But, um, yeah, as soon as I saw that other people, and it was really fucking weird, is across the street directly from us, that side of the, the street had power. And then <laughs> our side did not. <laughs> but as soon as I knew our side didn't, I was, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm good. Man, you've survived that ordeal, and you live to tell the tale. I'm very proud of mm-hmm. you. For not only your resiliency, but your resourcefulness. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I thank you for, uh, you know, you could have taken time away 
to, to get your, your wits back about you, but you're right back in the saddle. And, and I think that's what our listeners really appreciate about you, Seth. Mm-hmm. Back in the saddle again. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, I'll tell you this, guys. We have a shitload of stuff to review today. Nah. Um, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven movies to review, plus a couple of TV shows, plus something from Seth for We Missed the Boat this week. So we got a lot to jump into. But before we get started with any of that, you know we got to do chic tweets. I call you a punk. Iron Sheik, um, he must be doing some traveling. He's getting out again, uh, seeing the world. Um, but it sounds like Cheeky um, doesn't have maybe a smartphone or a Garmin or anything like that because Iron Sheik just says, fuck the map quest. <laughs> the map quest? Of course, Sheik. They've been out of commission for 10 years. They don't know that there are new roads. <laughs> <laughs> Take Isn't left now. Isn't it crazy MapQuest went from being an entire, like, the the top of its thing? It was the only place to go for maps. And then how quickly it just absolutely disappeared as soon as Apple and Android put out their own map apps. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's insane to me. Um, This is actually pretty embarrassing, but I used MapQuest, printed out pieces of paper in probably 2012. Because <laughs> I still didn't have a smartphone. <laughs> oh man! And MapQuest was the place I went. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna do that, if you're gonna get directions, then MapQuest was the joint. We had several road trips. Seth and I did like in high school when we we drove up at one point to Minneapolis to see Aziz Ansari, and our map we had MapQuest as how we had our <laughs> our stuff. So it was pretty uh pretty crazy that. Every time I'm reminded of MapQuest, I, I think of how crazy it is that they disappeared so quickly. Poor guys. Hmm. But um, anyway, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> that's, what, that's, what, that's what says the chic. I call you a punk. Got to shout out our sponsors. First of all, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Hit the link in the description. You're going to get 30 days of Audible and your first book for free. Free. <laughs> uh, Mathis Designs. Find our friend Steph on Etsy.com slash shop slash Mathis Designs for all your stationery and graphic design needs. Pee. And of course, Mike's Wood. Etsy.com slash shop slash corn fed and wed to get your wood worked. <clears throat> oh, wow. Oh, that <laughs> was, you know, you, you've done some gross ones, but that is the <laughs> filthiest. <laughs> That's nasty. Oh, wow. You said it, Jared. I agree. That was filthy. I didn't like that one bit. I apologize. You you owe Mike's Wood an apology for disgracing it with that sound. No. Oh, okay. We're not going to get that. Sorry, Mike. Wow. I am going to try to see if I can get that as a sound. Come back next week for the thrilling conclusion. And spoiler alert, I can definitely make a sounder out of that. So <laughs> make sure you guys come back next week to see how that sounds. Um, oh, my gosh. All right. Well, I promise there's not going to be any of that sound for a little bit of time here because we got to go to a pre-recorded ad for Anchor. Here you go. All right. We're back. Hopefully. Sounds oh, yep, good, I knew boy. He did it. <laughs> you did it fucking immediately. I knew you would. Um, wow. You dirty scoundrel. Um, 
Well, if Seth can quit being gross for a second, I'll give a shout out to uh, to our anchor contributors, Mike V, Jared V, KCC, and Anna S. We certainly appreciate y'all supporting the show on a month-to-month basis. Uh, for folks who would like to become a contributor, head over to the anchor page. You can link to that in the description box uh, and choose the amount that works for you. Uh, if you can't become a contributor, that's okay too. Just keep clicking on these episodes, keep sharing them with others, because uh, every listen also helps the show. So we appreciate this time that you're spending with us and, uh, and the, and the, the money you send us one way or the other. So thank you. Um, anyway, now that that really awkward ad finish is behind us, um, let's talk about a couple things. Seth, uh, the big news this week is the release (laughs) of Peacock and this is NBC's new streaming app. Um, and it's got kind of some interesting features. Uh, this was released today as of our recording. That's July 15th. Uh, and you got to spend a little time in there in the new app. And uh, you were telling us earlier about kind of a cool feature that they use with channels. So I want to hear about that. But uh, what's been your experience so far in the Peacock app? I'm not going to tell you about that. Um, oh. It's uh, it, it's a, it's an interesting app. I, I do like it so far. The only issue I had, and it's probably to be expected for the first day, um, it had a little uh, little issues with like buffering um, getting just getting stuff pulled up and like connected to the Chromecast, um, and then I had an issue with like the audio was off. Uh, it happened a couple times, and then I just rewound it, and then it worked. Um, so that was kind of weird. So it's some glitches to start off, but the app itself and what they're offering is really cool. Um, they have a ton of free stuff. It's all ad based, but um, for the free uh, free items. But the, like I think they have like. There's like 20,000 hours of stuff on there, and half of it is is available for free, uh, including movies. You can get full movies. The, the entire Jurassic Park franchise is on there. Um, that's all free, again, with ads and stuff. Um, they do have a premium option for $5 a month with ads and then um, $10 a month without, um, but that just accesses everything. Um, so you can there, there are certain movies on there um, that are you have to pay for them certain shows if you want to get backlog seasons of it you have to pay for them but the interface of it's really good and then yeah i met, uh, mentioned to you guys there's this channels option which has a whole bunch of different um channels like of programming so you have there's like office which will show like some of the it'll do like a, a a little mini marathon of the cold opens or moment like big moments from a certain season and they just run these throughout the day still not sure of of how much it rotates because like there's an SNL one too which I watched where um, I, I, I turned it on this morning to see how the app worked and everything watched a sketch and then um, later on this uh, tonight when I got home from work I was had him on and that came back on so I, I think it's at least rotating for the day might be more um, might might be more frequent uh, day, day by day maybe week by week but they have all kinds of stuff for the channels um, like today's show bunch of news things um, keeping up with the Kardashians is on there. Yes. Um, the late night shows, um, are all on there. They have a true crime unsolved mysteries. One, um, hell's kitchen. And I think these are full episodes of, of a lot of these two. Um, some music ones, a comedy one, comedy dynamics, um, all kinds of stuff. So it's, I like that just for that. And that's all free. So if you like, I do miss like with TV, uh, like have it like just throwing something on like a marathon like that and that's kind of what this is because they do throw ads on in between one or two like maybe a state farm commercial or something 
but it's like a shuffle of like, oh, I want to watch The Office, but I don't, I, I have to sit here and pick an episode. I don't want to do that. Boom, you get a, a shuffle of it. So I really like that. Um, and then kind of um, going back to the movies, there's some like actually really good stuff on there. Um, I don't know if you remember like Phantom Thread from a few, three, a few years ago is on there. Tully, mm-hmm. Do the Right Thing, The Matrix is on there. Children of Men, um, Ted is on there. Reservoir Dogs, Identity Thief, Boo Two. <laughs> Um, yes yeah <laughs> lone survivor like i mentioned all the jurassic parks um that shrek they have a bunch of um, uh, animated things a lot of good stuff fear and loathing in las vegas so it's 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 actually like some of that you have to pay for but it's worth i think it's worth i mean the five even if you paid the five dollars and actually if you have google um right now if you have google you get three months free so like a Google email oh, wow. or whatever. Um, so that that's even worth it too. Um, but yeah, I like it a lot. I think for what they're doing initially um, and how much stuff they're offering for free, I think it's it's actually a really good idea. And I think that they're, that's going to put them ahead of some of these other ones kind of off the bat too. Again, especially having the office and Parks and Rec on there too, um, as that'll be the exclusive home for it here soon too. So I think, I think Peacock is going to do really well for themselves actually. This does sound cool, and it's it's a different kind of take on the channel app, um, but I think it's really interesting. Uh, and I was kind of flipping around through the app while you were while you were walking through it just now, and it's it the app design's pretty cool. I mean, it it's, works pretty seamlessly. Um, you know, other than maybe some day one hiccups that you were experiencing, it seems to work pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you're right. The catalog here is super super vast. Uh, so this is this is like to me, it's a must grab. Um, if you, uh, even if you're going to just use the free part, just mm-hmm. download Peacock app, you can get so much of that for free. You don't even really have to log in. Uh, well, you do need a login, but, um, you don't need to put any payment information in. So it's not even like a free trial. It's just for free always. Mm-hmm. So it's a must grab, um, for anyone with the capability to grab it. Um, but, uh, for Seth, it sounds like, uh, potentially even worth that $5, uh, premium subscription, uh, cause they got just a ton on there. So, mm-hmm. This is cool. This sounds interesting to me. And just that list of movies. I know I'll, I'll be on there a couple times um, because a couple of those movies <clears throat> have been on my personal list for a while. So um, this is a good addition. Good addition to the, the TV streaming folder that you probably have on your phone. I think I maybe missed when you said this, but is this on almost every platform or is it strictly kind of, you know, only on like smart TVs right now? It's not on PlayStation, something like that. I don't know if it's on... It's on like your your Android and probably Apple. Um, you okay. can Chrome, mm-hmm. Chromecast it. I don't know about. I'm sure it'll end up being on, you know, like your Samsung smart TVs and things like that. Um, but I don't know if like PlayStation will get it. I don't know if PlayStation has the NBC app at all either. So I'd say probably wherever you can get the NBC app is probably what you where you can get it. But so Jared, um, you don't know it, but you just you just provided a beautiful segue. Ooh. Um, That's why I get invited. <laughs> one of the one of the bits of news um, that was really big today is that the list of platforms and devices that are supported by Peacock um, it is pretty expansive. Um, there's all the web browsers, um, Apple TV, Chromecast, uh, Xbox is on here. Uh, I don't see PlayStation on this actually. Um, 
but a lot of cable set-top boxes. It's pretty pretty wide array, but noticeably absent from this list, both Roku and Amazon Fire Sticks. So it's a pretty big portion of the uh, of the, the TV streamers have one of those devices, and they were pretty pissed off today um, when they couldn't use Peacock. And I know none of us rely on those devices, but I think what what's interesting about this um, is that I don't know if there's a deal that gets struck between these companies um, and they just failed to reach one with Roku and Amazon or whether it's like a, a, a smite or a spiteful thing, which we've seen in the past with like Amazon, uh, Alexa not doing Google things and Google's things not doing Amazon things. But this seems to be maybe even more specific than that. Um, I'm interested to get some of your guys' thoughts on on the platforms, the I guess the physical, I'll say in air quotes, um, the platform selection for different apps like these, because Seth, I know you had a, you had a recent experience with uh, Apple TV plus that really pissed you off. Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> really grinded my gears, really chapped my ass. <laughs> yeah. So, cause uh, one of the movies we'll talk about later is Greyhound, um, which was on Apple, Apple TV plus and even more so than like Peacock. They're they're only on, you can only fucking watch them on like your browser and Apple TV. That's it. <laughs> like that's so fucking annoying. And so I had to plug in my goddamn computer and staring right on the page is like available in 4K HDR, Adobe Atmos, like all all the fancy stuff that I want to watch stuff in that I have the ability to watch it in on my TV. I can do all that shit um, on any other fucking platform, PlayStation, Chromecast, like all these normal fucking things they have them on. And I had, because Apple thinks they're so fucking cool, they have to be exclusive and only work on their goddamn things. Uh, I had to play it on this laptop from 2014 and it didn't, doesn't have 4k and HDR. So I'm watching on the shitty ass quality. And then that's when the power goes out. That's what I was watching. The power goes out. And so I put away the laptop and I was like, fuck, I don't want to put it back on. And so I watched it on my phone and I cast like a screen of my phone onto the TV, which looked just as bad, if not worse, because there's these fucking status bars in the bottom. It's like, why do you got to make it so goddamn impossible if you actually want people to watch your your fucking movies? Make it easier for people. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I got to watch it on a solid uh, 10-inch iPad this weekend. So let me tell you, cinema is full and going... Uh, it's alive right now. Yeah. This is so Jared, you're even you're an iPhone person. Like you have Apple shit and you yeah, can't but even I, cast no. it. <laughs> that is so crazy to me. Does that like I don't know, as as a person who uses Apple because I'm I'm like pretty anti Apple, so I, I haven't had an Apple product in a long time, but like He's as orange. someone who's been a customer of theirs for like a long time, is it like cool to you that there's some exclusivity? with the streaming service or is it just really annoying i think it's just straight up bullshit like just (laughs) let me watch it on my tv um again you know seth you're trying to say that there's like there could be potential workarounds where you just cast it and whatnot but then you need the apple tv so if, if this business if apple tv plus isn't doing the numbers that they want open it up to open source or whatever because that's what's really killing it because this this movie Greyhound that we're going to talk about later, it is not a movie you want to watch on a 10-inch or 17-inch i uh, laptop. Like you want to watch this on a big TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck, Fuck you, Apple. Guys. 
<laughs> oh man, it is, it just really is frustrating. Like, and I had this experience when I was trying to watch the morning show once ago. Like, it's just so frustrating when it's like, it seems so easy for it to, to work. Um, but there's that really stupid barrier that just Apple said no. Uh, it's really, it's more frustrating than like, like the fact that I can't watch stuff that's on Showtime. Like that I understand. I'm like, yeah, fine. I don't pay for Showtime. Fine. But this, this specifically just, that really, that really fires me up. I don't know why. Well, uh, so far so good, guys. We got a consensus. If you're keeping your uh, streaming platform off of any platforms, uh, you're a dickhead. So Peacock, um, you need to figure it out with Roku and Apple needs to figure it out with everyone because that shit ain't cool. All right, uh, we are going to jump out of the, the BS uh, section a little bit early this week because we got some extra reviews, and I didn't mention it at the top of the show, but a brand new game is on the way. Game! Seth has been in the game, game laboratory, and so, uh, so we're going to jump into that in a little bit, but before we get to the game, we got to talk a little TV. Let's go to the corner. Television! Down on the corner. Nobody puts baby in Alrighty, two uh, two things to review this week in the corner. Seth, let's start with uh, with what you saw, uh, and this is this is partially why you were on the Peacock streaming app on day one. Peacock. <laughs> um, e. Yeah. It's, it, so it's not really a, a a a full season. It's like a TV movie um, for Psych, one of my favorite shows ever. Um, Psych Two: Lassie Come Home. Um, and so it, it's it's essentially just another it's like a it's like an extra long episode of Psych. Uh, it's about an hour and a half, I think total. Um, so it's it's about a little more than two episodes, and it felt just like an episode. I mean, I was gonna initially do it in movies, but they did like the theme song, which I loved because I love the theme song, and um, they did like breaks for where the commercials would be and stuff, uh, and they had all like the you know the the music for stuff that happens in between the scenes. So it was like an episode of TV. Um, but I loved it. It, 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 I, I love psych. It's, it's still one of my favorite shows and they kind of still, they still leave it open for, um, more to do more. And I think they just love doing it. Um, hot. Um, <laughs> they, 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 uh, it's funny too. Cause like, they're just so self-referential that, um, like they, they know what, they know they're making a show and like having fun with it with the fans and everything, but they still, it's still all within the psych world. Um, for example, so Sarah Chalk, who plays Elliot in Scrubs, she was on it. And like, uh, Tur- Turk and JD are very similar to Sean and Gus. And she, ma- she played a nurse in the, in the episode, in the movie. And so she made a, a joke about, uh, a nerdy white guy and a cool black guy type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. kind of like referencing her on Scrubs. Also, they made a reference to, because uh, it's on Peacock and NBC USA is all connected. Um, there's a joke of uh, Sean's dad um, mentioned that he was watching This Is Us and made a reference to This Is Us. And uh, uh, James Roday, who plays Sean, he's on a show that airs at the same time. It's kind of similar. A Million Little Things or Pieces or something like that. Oh, yeah. And... <laughs> And and he he says to says to him, this is us. That that show's so played out. There there's a a much newer show on on ABC. You God. should watch that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they have a lot of those type of jokes. Um, they they even like made a reference to like one of the things they love doing on the sh- on on the show is, um, uh, Sean will say, "I'm Sean Spencer, and this is my partner," and make like a 
nickname like silly giggle pants or some something stupid and um gus didn't like it and so he he says like we got you know like i can't do this anymore this this is this is getting too this this isn't right and sean goes come on gus we got we we have to we have to uh, please our fans we can't disappoint him and like he's making a joke that that it's like that's their thing that they do and people love but also that this is a show so they do stuff like (laughs) that um and uh i still love it it's 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 an actually really nice story too um because the guy who plays lassie um he had a stroke in real life so they kind of they had him get shot in the show and then also have a stroke along with it and so they they had that go into it as well um with kind of personal even with the actual actor himself and some of his struggles so that was really nice some touching moments there um yeah it's great i love psych and i hope they do more boom there you have it psych to lassie come home uh you're gonna want to <laughs> head on over to the peacock app so that you can watch that now for free um it's gonna be a funny change of of pace here because i'm gonna switch from psych two over to lassie comes home is such a funny subtitle mm-hmm. um over to uh hbo's watchmen which i can't believe none of us had already seen um and i'm somehow the first to complete but uh, I just finished Watchmen this past week, and ooh, um, this is so I don't watch a lot of shows that are are like this that are hour long dramas. Uh, I just it's just not my favorite type of show, so it's pretty rare that I really get into one. Um, but Watchmen is one that really grabbed me, um, and I uh, really really enjoyed. This is one of my favorite things I've watched in a while. <clears throat> Um, what's interesting about Watchmen is that they actually set it after the events of the comic book and the movie. So Mm -hmm. they're not really, they're not really adapting, uh, any existing story. They're kind of taking the world as it was when last we knew and fast forwarding it to kind of current time. And so, um, you never really know what's happening uh, because you know, you know, they can't, they can't be following any story, which is nice. Um, but you still have the familiarity of the world that they're in. So that's kind of a cool way to have, kind of have your cake and eat it too. Um, it's interesting because a lot of the show is very symbolic and very representative of other things. One of the, one of the things that they, uh, kind of, they put a scope of, uh, racism and specifically black history on this season of Watchmen. And it worked in these really, really cool ways where uh, historical events, um, as as we already knew them to have occurred in the Watchmen universe, um, <clears throat> get um, sort of related to events in black history, much like we saw in the, in the, in the movie where uh, it was during Vietnam or a portion of it took place during Vietnam. And so it was really relevant as to that historical time. Um, they have similar, similar, uh, themes alongside like the civil rights movement, specifically the Tulsa massacre of 1921, which opens the show. Um, you have, um, you have Regina King in the, in the lead here as a, She's a detective on the police force in Tulsa. And what's interesting about the police force in this world is that they cover their faces. 
And so like your regular beat cop wears a blue uniform and covers his face, but detectives are basically like superheroes. And so they dress up in their own outfits. And so she's one of those. She's called uh, Lady Knight. And uh, the show kind of kicks off when the the character Rorschach from the uh, movie had this crazy cool mask. And there's a bunch of these characters running around that have that mask. And they are what's called the 7th Cavalry, which is like a new kind of neo-Nazi KKK type white supremacist organization. And they just happen to wear his mask. Um, <clears throat> and so they kind of show up and announce their presence in Tulsa. And so it's about her and the other cops and the other good people of this universe going up against the seventh cavalry is kind of the, the scope of the show. And the way that it weaves in and out of his history and time and both real events and Watchmen timeline events and familiar characters that you know and then new characters that you're being introduced to for the first time it really feels like a packed world that's like really well fleshed out and so it was really interesting the more you learned about the world they're living in um, how deep it was and then how creative the ties were and how well it was written um was really interesting. There was a lot of really great plot twists that surprised me the whole way. Regina King is amazing in it. Basically, all the actors are, but Regina's doing most of the work here. Um, I can't recommend Watchmen enough. It's If you've been waiting on it for whatever reason, or if you've, I know you guys maybe have started some of it and haven't finished, um, you, you're going to want to check this out. It's 10 episodes. They're about an hour long, so it's, it's not a short watch, but by the time you get to the end, it's super, super worth it. It's a really cool show, really thought-provoking, action is even really good like it's a home run for me from hbo which i shouldn't be too surprised because i had a crazy budget and you see it here um but this was incredibly well done i loved Watchmen. it was awesome <laughs> yeah i got about halfway through and i've always wanted to go back to it but it's just one of those things that i don't know for whatever reason i haven't clicked it yeah i need to uh i'm, I'm curious i've never seen the movie so me neither. if if i turn on this show will i be lost no. Okay. Um, I don't think you'll be completely lost. You'll miss out. There's some things you'll miss out on, I'll be honest with you, like some reveals that you won't get as soon and things like that, but I don't think it's going to ruin the experience. Um, what you could do, what I might suggest, would be to do a, um, if you're not going to watch the movie, watch like a YouTube video that's like a quick recap of Watchmen, and it'll tell you the major events and who the major characters are, and that'll probably give you enough um, but you don't necessarily have to go to the movie. Also, um, the show is is more of a sequel to the the comic series than it is to the movie because there were some changes they made. Um, and so even if you have watched the movie, it's a little bit different from some events you see there. Um, so that would be my suggestion is watch a YouTube five-minute recap of what happens in Watchmen comics, and then you can dive right into the show. But you're not going to miss much. Okay, okay. Boom. So that's Watchmen. It's uh, available on HBO Max. You can go check that out right now, all 10 episodes. Uh, And when I, yeah, so Seth, I stalled a little bit about four episodes in, and then I picked it back up last week, and I cruised through the last, I think, four episodes in one night. You couldn't put it down because it built a lot of momentum as it finishes Mm -hmm. up. So um, when you do sit down to watch it again, save yourself some time. Alrighty, so uh, getting big recommendations for Watchmen and uh, and Psych Two: Lassie Come Home this week <laughs> in the TV corner. Television. Down on the corner. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Alrighty, Seth, we turn now to you, 
And uh, I, I have no idea what's about to happen, but you said you have a new game for us to try. Yes. I don't have a name yet. Um, but I don't know. Have you ever got, have you guys ever gone through and browsed Cameo before? I, I have, yes. Okay. So you, you'll, you'll, you'll probably know part of it, um, part of the game here. But Cody, have you gone through Cameo before? No, but I think I is cameo where you can for fifty bucks like Chris Hemsworth will leave you a voicemail. Is that what so this that's, is? That's part of it. It's so it's, um, it is celebrities, um, actors, celebrities, politicians, athletes, all just anyone famous. Um, not everyone's on it though, so I was gonna say that's part of this, but it's all different prices, and it's <laughs> the thing that the thing that um, I am kind of obsessed with looking at is how different people price different things and how <laughs> like they think they're higher status. I think sometimes yep, for yep. example, right here, new and noteworthy on the front page, um, Fran Drescher, the nanny it's $500 <laughs> for one video. So you, the point of it is you like reach out to them, you send them a message, you pay for it and send them. It's like, here's what I want you to talk about or say, or, Show me. No, you can't do that. Um, but <laughs> show me them. Uh, for five hundred though, Fran Drescher might be worth it. Um, <laughs> but so like, well, what's a more what's a more reasonable? Like, what are we comparing Fran to here? So like Tay Diggs, I would I would say they're they're pretty close to fame um, right now at least. He's one hundred twenty five. Mm-hmm. Um, Ray Lewis, NFL Hall of Fame linebacker, three hundred dollars. So. Like it's just kind of all over the place. Um, if I can see a more known celebrity, all is um. Quick question for the uh, exam example: three hundred dollars. Uh huh. Is there a limit to how long the video is? Is it like under two minutes or something I th- like that? Yeah, I don't know if there's an official limit, but yeah, okay. most of them are like that. Yeah. Um, Jim O'Hare, who played Jerry on Parks and Rec, he's one hundred and thirty-five. Tom Arnold is one hundred and twenty-five. So, like, it's kind of all over the place. Um, It also probably, I I would say it depends because, again, I would say Tom Arnold is probably higher in notoriety than him, than Jerry. But Jerry is more recent. Yeah. So, one thing I wanted to do um, was, and we can do it either both or just one. um, But first, you guys name, separately, name a celebrity that you think may be on here, but you're not 100% sure. Oh, and then you try and guess the, the dollar amount, how much it costs. So is every, no matter who we pick, the thing you're buying is a, is like a, you know, a message a video voicemail. That's it. That's all they sell. It's not like different stuff yeah. for different prices. They do. I think they do zoom chats. You can zoom chat with them, but I don't know. I feel like that's probably like select people. Yeah. Let's just say the standard amount, whatever they have upfront pricing. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Hmm. So Jared, why don't why don't you go first? You know Cameo a little better. Okay. This this might be a a shot in the dark, but I want to say oh, this. He's probably he's probably way too big. But is Arnold Schwarzenegger on there? Uh... I I feel he's way too big. He doesn't know that though. I bet you he's on there. He is not. Damn it. Um let's see. What about um uh Cricket from Always Sunny? 
What's his? I don't know what his name is. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, hold on. David Hornsby. He, holy crap, he was on specific Joe Schmo Show. He's on the first choice. season of Joe Schmo Show. <laughs> David. <laughs> David Hornsby. He does not appear to be on. That's Damn. crazy, though. Okay, just just give me a name, and I'll guess the amount. Try one more. <laughs> um, Cody, if you got one, throw yours in the ring. Tony Hawk. Ooh. Are, you, are you on the website? No, I'm not. Okay. Um, Tony Hawk's definitely on there. He is on there. So you guys guess. What do we think a cameo from Tony yeah, Hawk each, costs? Each do a separate guess. Ooh. Um... His pr- while you're thinking, his profile says, professional skateboarder, parentheses, yes, still. Video game character, public spa- skate park advocate, and world traveler. Have phone, will cameo. Hit me up for requests, big or small, or strange. Five stars. Wait, what do you mean five stars? That's how many <laughs> stars he has. He wrote five stars in the No, 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 that's how many bio. he has. So his, so his ranking people... or his rating is five stars. Yeah. So he gives good cameo, that's what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. Tony Hawk. I would pay, um, I'd pay like 215 okay. for a Tony Hawk cameo. Yeah, I, w- I was going to say about 200. Okay, so drum roll, please. Oh, here we go. Drum roll. Jared gets it with $200 on the mark. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. Tony Hawk. Um, throw I should, another. I should, make, I should make a budget and, you know, get a bunch of uh, celebs to, like, endorse my channel. <laughs> there you That'd go. That'd be killer. And you but could, some like, of them do say. The beginning of your show. Some of them do say don't no um, promotions only no promotions yeah yeah um okay is Lou Ferrigno on there Lou Ferrigno oh Lou's got to be on there Lou is on here ooh um what do we got for prices oh never mind he is temporarily unavailable so I cannot uh, book him it, was there is there a price though no damn it um but what good, about Lou I mean Holtz? he was. Huh? <laughs> Lou Holtz. Coach Lou Holtz. No. Is on cameo. Shut the fuck up, dude. This Shit. Is promos? He's temporarily unavailable as well. Oh, wow. You guys got to get him say, for the show. Lou does Holtz. it say no promos? No. He, it just says Notre Dame football coach. Hello, There's guys. There's no way. I couldn't. I'm, I couldn't. I, I'm glad you want to hear me talk about my favorite Billy Crystal movie, <laughs> City Slicker. God, I would, I would love to meet Lou Holtz, but I would feel so guilty because I've made fun of him so much. <laughs> yep. And I know All he right. doesn't fucking care what I think, but that would still it would bother me. I want to get one more. Um, um, I'm trying to think of a funny person that is popular. What about um, Gilbert Godfrey? <laughs> I bet he's on yes, there. Yes, 100%. Um, he is on there, and he has a price. You All can right, chat, Gilbert Godfrey. You can chat with what him for nine ninety nine A minute? But for a video, what does it cost? Wait, $999? Like it's $1,000 to no, chat with him? No, $9.99. You can just probably internet chat with him, like message. Like uh, per message? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you could probably say, text him steep. for like an hour. 
His, uh, while it's... you guys are thinking of a price, his bio, comedian, actor, voice actor, parrot in Disney's Aladdin, Mr. Peabody and Problem Child, the Aristocrat, Cat Kratz, uh, Howard Stern Show, Digit and Cyberchase, host of Gilbert Godfrey's Amazing Colossal Podcast. He has 4.9 out of 5 stars. Dude, Ooh. I completely forgot he was Digit in Cyberchase. <laughs> I... It's... He's not high pro... I'm going to say like 125. Okay, Jared has 125. What do you have, Cody? 175. 175. Drum roll, please. Uh, so you guys completely split this right in the middle, uh, so I win. It's $150. Ah, nice. <laughs> nice. For Gilbert Godfrey. All right, let's do one more. Rule of three. One more. Cody, you got um, one? And actually, whoever gets the uh, one that's actually on here would be the winner of that, too, because you split those. How about Stephen A. Smith? Who's Stephen A. Smith? He's a, he's a ESPN commentator. He is not. He's not on there. Is, um, is someone from Tiger King on there? I know for sure there is um <laughs> i i doubt i doubt he actually is on there is he no uh, <laughs> uh wait, wait no, no no can we can we back up is gary Busey on there so we can i know he is um, okay um, damn it Tiger King. <laughs> um but i mean we'll count it we can go um james garretson was the first one that's not tiger that it's not like an impression so the guy who is on the jet ski Oh, uh, no way! <laughs> you want to do that one? Yeah, sure. Let's take a stab. How much does that cost? I'm going to say 75 75 Cody? God. Uh, 120 Drum roll, please. Jared is closest. as 89 Motherfucker. Um, his bio. I'm bad at this game. His bio is Jet Ski King from Tiger from Netflix Tiger King. Um, he has 4.9 out of five stars with 54 reviews. Does it? Does it? Oh, so so 54 people have gotten that from him. I, I think so. That's insane. I know that. Um, at one point I was looking at it, or maybe it was a podcast, but they were looking at like who's the most expensive, mm-hmm. and I think Manny Pacquiao, if that's how you say his name, is like five thousand. I don't think you can go that high. That's so crazy, dude. That Thanks. guy has made four. That guy's made four thousand five hundred dollars. He's made <laughs> over that. Yeah, just thousand. by leaving voicemails for guys. <laughs> Pacquiao is a thousand. He's had. Oh, two. it's just a thousand. Okay. Yeah. Guys, you should set up a cameo. <laughs> I think you should. I bet you'd get some people who want it. How about at four thousand? I, I would set up a cameo. <laughs> I would go. pay. I would pay for a cameo from uh, from Bob Lyon. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? That's what I should do. I should make a whole plethora of my characters. Um, someone does you should, that. Even if you just did a commercial where you offered that, that there's a skit you should do. Yeah, I'm going to write that down. Um, <laughs> someone does the, uh, the, the, the... Jim Norton has a character that he does exclusively. on. Cam- it's like just a cameo character he does. Man, these, um, these Gen Z people will pay for anything. Do you do you want to? You said Gary Busey. Do yeah, you I'm curious what quick? the old pet judge is running for. 
All right, so I'll do the bio while you guys think. Uh, Gary Busey. It says, Gary Busey colon pet judge. Streams on Amazon Prime May 25th. <laughs> you can send a script, but Gary will most likely riff your cameo. <laughs> stay, stay safe, and most of all, keep the faith. Arms flexing emoji. Flowers with a heart emoji. Uh, another flower emoji. Um, he has 93 reviews with five stars. Ooh, wow. Ah! 90 perfect reviews. That's hard. Um, so, okay, our threshold is 1,000. Yeah. And the people, who who did we say had 200? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Fran Drescher had a lot. She had okay. like 500. Hmm. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Gary Busey is is not that expensive. I think he's I think he's like, I think he's like, <laughs> I think he's like 170. 170. Oh man, 170 for Cody and Jared. <sighs> I I don't know if I can do do uh do him wrong like that. I feel like he's more high profile, especially since he has that pet judge going on. I'm gonna say whew, 235. 235. One final drum roll, please. Gary Busey has a $350 cameo. Oh my gosh, that sucks for me because wow. I thought I thought like 300 bucks and I was like, no, Gary Busey doesn't charge that much. Also, 95 people have paid that. That's the mm-hmm. that's the number that mind boggles me. He's made He's made what's that? Like thirty grand? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Off of He's made like thirty grand leaving voicemails for people. And that's just reviews. We don't know if if uh Yeah, that, he's probably done more. Wow. He usually responds in twelve hours. Man, we gotta get on cameo, dude. Wow. <laughs> what are we calling this what are we calling this game here? Uh I don't know yet. Um I don't know. Fucking cameo look up Mabobber. <laughs> I like it. Put it in the books. We'll hey, make they're not all winners. For now. That don't impress me much. Uh, here's what we'll do. We'll we'll activate the masses. Folks out there, uh, if you're if you're listening, go to Facebook or Twitter at Soko Show Pod. Let Seth and I know what should be the name for the cameo game. And uh, and you may you may have just named a uh, Soko Show segment. So let us know what you guys think, and uh, see if your name gets picked. Ooh, awesome! Um, all right, what's next here? All right, let's switch gears and get into movies here. And Seth has completed a homework, homework assignment for this week's We Missed the Boat. Oh, I'm on a boat, and you're gonna need a bigger boat. All right, homeboy, you uh, you chose. <laughs> You chose a movie off of your assignment list, and uh, and you watched it for a review this week. So which 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 uh, <laughs> which 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 movie which 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 Wow. Um, well, that was interesting. Um, I, I I'm I'm sorry to inform you all that um, the weekly tradition is over. <gasps> oh no! And I, and I watched. The game. The game. <laughs> I was gonna say a different movie on my list, but I forgot what other movies were on my list. <laughs> I was really hoping you were psyching us out. Um, there was a no, crazy. I did watch I'm not the, gonna. 
I'm not going to edit the pause because I want for the listeners at home to feel how how like tense I just was waiting for that. <laughs> the game, dang it. Um, so yeah, uh, I watched the game uh, and it sucked balls. So no, um, I uh, I um. I liked it a lot. I Michael Douglas as that type of character, the the rich asshole guy. Um, that's his character on Wall Street. Very similar. Um, I loved that. Um, he 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 knows how to play that very well. Um, but then just the whole mystery of it all is is fantastic. Um, it's I didn't realize till the end that was it was a Fincher movie. Um, so when his name pops up, um, but. Uh, yeah, I the the mystery was awesome. Um, how everything unfolds and trying to figure things out was super well done. Um, didn't really see a lot of it. Like, I mean, there were there were parts that I was able to to figure out, like whether I thought it was the game or not. Um, but they do 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 a good job do, do. of of keeping you guessing throughout. Um, I I loved like because I, I knew that there was you know I knew it was like a, a movie you have to unfold. And so I was looking at everything in the background. And so, like, I, I kind of figured certain things were fake or made up. But then when they, they do, like, multiple swerves throughout it, so you're not, like, you think you have it figured out, and you might have some parts of it figured out, but you don't have the whole thing. You're always missing a piece or two, um, which which was really interesting. Um, but, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I uh, Sean Penn um, plays his brother. Um, he's really interesting uh, character as well because you don't know whether he's how involved he is in it or not that type of thing too so and then his character was just like kind of manic at times too so that was that was fun to watch um but yeah i I was great I really liked it so sad to not be able to say the game anymore but um i I'm glad I watched the it. game the game well we can still say. The game. We can still say that every week. That's. that's I think. That's okay. I think the cameo game. We should just call it the game now. The game. <laughs> there. There's. A, there's our first good idea. The game. And I'll just get... sound clip all of us screaming that for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get the actual. The oh, actual, now I got two uh, sounders to make next week. Clip that I that I reference that I that I'm doing. Now, from. Seth, I'm curious. Did you know? I mean, aside from us kind of talking about it a little bit, did you know anything about this movie going in? I just knew there was like a mystery aspect of it all, um, like you're you're trying to figure it out. But that's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah, I think you touched on probably the best part of this, Seth, is that while you're watching the game, since you know that there's kind of mystery afoot, um, you're you're looking out for like what the clues are, and I think it does a really good job of staying like just a step ahead of you. Like you're able to put a lot of it together, but they always leave the best parts for their reveals. So even if you mm-hmm. are doing a good job of being observant, like there's still some surprises in there for you. That's what I really enjoyed when I saw this. Mm-hmm. And I think there's another example too of like, this is this was a, a movie that, I don't know if it necessarily did everything first, but it, it definitely, um, le- at least one of the older movies I've seen that did a lot of the like, um, even like background stuff, like even just like, how like everyone might be an actor type of thing, like mm-hmm. uh, with like early on scenes and things like that. So, um, you know, it's it, you just never know for sure if they are or not and that type of thing. So it's like, I don't know. I, I think it, it's a case of maybe like it was one of the first to do that, and so you've seen other movies do it since. But mm-hmm. um, but still, really good. I mean, like like you said, that still it it does a good job of keeping everything like one step ahead. So I you know I was I was definitely intrigued throughout. 
Well, there you have it. Uh, where did you catch this? Is it still on Netflix? Um, it's on the stars. If you have stars, you can watch it there. Otherwise, I did rent it. Um, but the streaming service is stars right now. It's on. There you go. Head out to stars or uh, wherever it is you rent your movies. Blockbuster, if you're in Bend, Oregon. And uh, pick up a copy of The Game. Michael Douglas uh, gets a thumbs up from Seth this week. And we missed the boat, which means I need to take a quick look at my list here. And quick assign a new movie to list. Seth. I'll just take a look at the list. Okay, I'll give you another uh, something in that thriller genre that I don't think you've seen. Have you ever caught Minority Report? I don't think so. Ooh. Boom. Well, there you go. So. Minority Report. Hold on a second. This is Spielberg and Tom Cruise teaming up. Yeah, I have. Uh, yeah, this is a winner. This is a winner. You're going to enjoy it. Uh, very Tom Cruise, very Steven Spielberg. Uh, you'll, you'll know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, this movie's it. got a lot of pre-cum. I mean, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to watch out for the pre-cum. And, um, and um, guys Minority Report. So, uh, a thumbs up from Seth this week on, um, on the game. And <clears throat> as far as a new movie, we had the addition of... God, my whole brain just like stopped. I had struggled through the entire sentence. What's the new movie? I just fucking told you it. It's Minority Report. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I dead ass like forgot. Like I wasn't getting that back. <laughs> Swear to God, I just couldn't get there. I, I could have, like, if I pulled my phone back up, I could have found it, but like, I that was gone. I had, wow. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> wow. Oof. Anyway. I, early onset dementia aside, um, Minority Report. You just made the list! I need to be retired from my job. <laughs> I'm too old and I'm falling apart. Holy cow. Um, all right. Keeping it in the world of movies, we are not done with reviews. A lot more coming at you. Let's jump into them. Mom, what do you think? I love it! <laughs> I hated it! All right, gang, we have seven movies to review. And uh, I think in almost every case, more than one of us has seen these. I want to go first with a quick comedy special review. Um, I watched Jim Jeffries' new one the other day, which is called Intolerable. And um, it's on Netflix. Jim Jeffries, if you don't know, is a, I don't know how to describe, a pretty, um, pretty liberal or libertarian almost comic. He's pretty uh, politically driven talks about the issues a lot and uh, I've not always really enjoyed him because um, some of the stuff he says I think is really dumb but in this one he seemed to be a little bit more reined in uh, a little bit more aware of himself and a little bit less um, I don't know what the word like I don't know I always just thought he was just a little bit too much in his previous specials and he seems a little bit more reserved here um, which I really enjoyed so if you're already a fan of Jim Jeffries, I think you're going to like this one. But if you if you tried him before and didn't like him, I'd encourage you to give this one a shot because it's a little bit less uh, it's a little bit less than what what I think you're you're remembering from before. So that's just a quick um, quick and dirty recommendation of of Jim Jeffries Intolerable. If you want to catch that on Netflix, <laughs> I said that was a quick one, but we're going to do one even quicker. All right, because we're about to jump into a 10 second review. You guys, holy cow! I can't wait. <laughs> this is the intro to the next segment and the intro is just as long as the segment itself here comes a 10 second movie review all right so this is going to be a 10 second review from jared 
Um, so this is, this is one he thinks he can get out of the way pretty quick. Do you want any, any setup before the 10 seconds, Jared, or should I Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll do a little bit of a setup. So this is a Netflix movie. It is called Fatal Affair. It is coming out, uh, Thursday, July 16th, available on Netflix. Go and watch it, I guess. I'll give you, (laughs) you know, you'll figure it out after this 10 seconds. All right. Here we go. 10 seconds on the clock. Generic erotic thriller that you've seen before that should be on Hallmark or the Oxygen Channel, and Omar Epps is straight up Wayne Brady from the Chappelle Show. <laughs> Damn, he did it with two seconds to go. Man, I should have wrote more. Man, that was a fucking good one. And now I, now I know I don't need to see this movie. <laughs> so that's... But but seriously, like when he's like, does Wayne Brady need to choke a bitch? That's exactly what his character is in this movie. So I actually was laughing a lot. Oh, man. But I, I don't imagine that was their aim. They're not trying. To no, do. not at all. <laughs> is there anybody in it besides Omar Epps? Uh, Nia Long, I believe. And then just people I don't know. Yeah, man. Sounds like a skipper. Yeah, skip. Scoop do loop, skip a dip. There you go. Skip to blue on that one. Wow. <laughs> uh, don't despair though, because I'm happy because it gave us yet another 10 second review. This is the outro from the last segment, and the outro is just as long as the segment itself. That was a 10 second movie review. <laughs> God. <laughs> I love it. We got to keep that one alive. No. Oh, man. That sound really makes me fucking hate my own voice. Um. <laughs> it, actually, like, hearing it, it sounds like you're doing it live. Like, every when you're talking, I'm like, oh, he's just saying it live right now. Yeah. I didn't edit that sound at all. That's just me fucking talking <laughs> over the... That's the beginning... Or, no, that's the end of uh, Franz Ferdinand's Take Me Out. Oh, yeah. That little guitar bit. Man, so. that used to be my jam back in high school. That is a jam. Uh, it remains a jam to this day, sir, so... If, if, if you take nothing else from this podcast, take away that Franz Ferdinand's Take Me Out is a dope-ass fucking song. So you're going to want to listen to that. Um, let's see, guys. What else do we have here? Um, I'll do another quick one here because this is a movie that Jared reviewed a few weeks back. Um, this is a movie called Straight Up, and it's a Netflix original. And it's the one where there is a, uh, a gay man in the beginning, and he's really worried that he has mislabeled himself as gay and decides he needs to um, try dating a woman and see uh, see if he's maybe straight and doesn't realize it. And so uh, he opens himself up to that and then stumbles across uh, the female lead of the movie who is very similar to the protagonist in that they're both very like quick-witted, incredibly intelligent people that speak really fast and they're just really kind of quirky um, in the way that a lot of these recent um, sort of Gen Z archetypes have been. Um, so they really connect immediately and develop a relationship. And then the the movie is about how that works because he's still struggling with his sexuality. Uh, she, has, she has some struggles with hers. And it's about sexuality's role in this relationship they're trying to build. It's incredibly endearing. It's really, really sweet. The main characters are like so easy to root for because they're just really nice folks. Um, it was really, I think, smartly handled and really honestly handled. Uh, I think this is pretty autobiographical from the standpoint of the writer who's also the, the male lead. And 
um, it was just really cool to see some of these things like um, different types of sexualities, especially that were handled just really honestly and with just a sense of like equality among them. Like I, if you're either this or this, like it literally doesn't matter here. It's just like, you know, figure out which one you are. And I thought that was really interesting, but the the chemistry between the two leads was what really locked me in here. I could have watched them to the two of them have dialogue for like several hours. I, I would have been happy living in just their little bubble with them. Um, so this was a really, really sweet movie. Uh, it, it was, it was a fun one to kind of think about. Um, but then also just a really enjoyable watch. So, uh, Seth, I know you haven't seen this yet. And for the folks at home, if you didn't listen to Jared's review, listen to this one, go check out straight up. Uh, it's also like barely 90 minutes. So it's a really easy watch and just, Mm -hmm. it's just a really feel, just a nice feel good, you know, um, it's going to pump you full of those feel good hormones. Um, and, uh, it's an enjoyable one. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you had some time to check this one out, and we're on the same page as me because, yeah, just those two going back and forth again. You know, I don't know what the chemistry was amongst the actor and actress in real life, but you can see how they are connected in this movie. Like from Jump Street too. It's almost like they're like they're each almost trying to affect the other. Like the way that they're even they even pattern their speech kind of the same way and at the same cadence. So it's almost, it feels just like there's a rhythm to their scenes that is really, really cool. Maybe that's mm-hmm. the direction as much as some really creative and really well thought out writing. Um, but it comes together really nicely. Yeah, I think I think the dialogue and the writing, like uh, there's a handful of lines that they literally just kind of mow over because they're talking so quickly, but it's <laughs> laugh out loud stuff. Yeah, yeah. So she's the main character. Uh, the female lead is an actress and she... Uh, <laughs> She really hates it when people ask her, have I seen you in anything? And she has a response to that. And I won't spoil it here because it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, but Jared had posted it on his Twitter a while back. And when I saw that scene, I was like, oh, yeah, that's what this is. And I laughed so fucking hard. That's like one of the funnier <laughs> movie jokes I've seen in a long time. Uh, so if you want to get in on that joke and catch this movie out, it's got two recommendations now uh, from the SoCo show. It's straight up on Netflix. You can watch that now. All right, so we got four movies left here, and the two of you have seen a couple, and then we've all seen the other two. Um, so let's start with uh, let's start with the ones that just the two of you have seen, and uh, we've got two of them. Uh, and frankly, I only know about the first one. <laughs> yeah, you you said that twice. <laughs> I know I'm stalling because I'm trying to pull uh, I'm trying to pull a synopsis for either of these movies, and I can't. I'm not familiar with either, but I know that one of them features Tom Hanks. So why don't we start there? <laughs> so yes, Tom Hanks is in the Apple TV Plus movie Greyhound, where he travels cross country in a Greyhound bus. <laughs> is that really you? No. I, I, I would buy it. Okay, <laughs> that's not the actual plot. <laughs> no. Do you, do you do you really want it, or are you gonna read it? No, I, I I wasn't pulling up. I was trying to pull it out of my head, like trying to remember uh, okay. it. And I, I actually uh, just don't know what these Seth, are. Seth, you might have to fill in some blanks, but sure. essentially this takes place during World War II, uh-huh. and he plays Captain uh, something Krauss, I believe, um, his first mission, and it is him captaining 
the Greyhound battleship, and it's yeah. escorting the um, Allied so- forces from what the U.S. over to Great Britain, Europe, and whatnot. And apparently, there's this part of the Atlantic Ocean where it's like a dead zone, where they don't have air support. The radio transmissions are just between the ships and whatnot, and that's kind of the most dangerous part of that war, that ocean. Um, they had said that like thousands of ships and tons like millions of tons of cargo went down at that time because german u-boats aka submarines uh just massacred a lot of these boats so this is that one first mission for this captain on the greyhound battleship boom that's perfect did i get it you got it that's perfect um i think you i think that's it that's that's the review that's it move on um No, uh, I guess I'll comment. Uh, Jared did a, a fantastic job of of uh, giving did my homework this week. He did. <laughs> um, in terms of the movie, Tom Hanks is great. He wrote it as well. Um, he, he's a he's a fantastic actor as always. Um, I like I, I liked what he did with the character as well. I mean, he uh, does a good job of showing the dedication and and the the determination he has. So he did a good job there. The action throughout it's pretty intense. Um, like Jared had mentioned, not it's not meant to be viewed. Apple on a fucking phone <laughs> or some shitty ass. Yeah, not even close. Yeah, it should be viewed um, on a big screen or at least you know one that looks fine. Um, and uh, it's got great sound, great uh, action, great t- uh, intense moments. Um, uh, the supporting cast is good. There's a couple actors that you would know in it, but it's it really it's tom hanks um and it takes place all on the on that boat so it's uh you know it's it's, you you feel kind of cramped in with it too especially if you watch it you know on a phone or whatever (laughs) um but no it's i i enjoyed it 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 was a hour and a half too pretty short so um it's uh it's it does it does its job Mm -hmm. yeah it's again you know i wouldn't say it's your run-of-the-mill war movie but like what you expect in a war movie is what you get in this movie and again it's a quick in and out 90 minutes but i thoroughly enjoyed the tension um of like the torpedoes and steering the ship and the coolest thing was just them flinging depth charges from the boat and then exploding Mm -hmm. these submarines like again if i would have seen it on a bigger screen i would have been like up in my you know couch like cheering because Mm -hmm. that was just so satisfying to see them finally find the submarine because underwater they don't know where the hell they are find it and explode that some beach like that was the best part of that movie um that and then when the torpedoes are coming at him and them like trying to steer the boat oh man yeah tom hanks is is yelling out um you know yelling out like turn yeah starboard like port whatever (laughs) and that's the thing is like the the terminology i am it is the furthest thing from what i know but it sounded so smart i guess because you know it's it it's them telling all these boat instructions and relaying messages to avoid these torpedoes and stuff and it's also you know like seth said his character is very dedicated like he is standing the whole time he doesn't sleep he just drinks a bunch of coffee his feet are bleeding he he doesn't eat a meal once which you know what we get one more movie this year i'm gonna have three movies that no one touches the food like the assistant this year didn't Mm -hmm. touch her food uh this movie the guy tom hanks didn't touch his food like no one's touching their food in these movies (laughs) (laughs) um i guess i didn't notice that oh my god Uh, you didn't though that got at me so much no i know that hey hey here's some pancakes sir and then he's like 
I don't got time. We got to go steer away from this torpedo. I noticed it in this. I didn't notice that in, it was in so many movies because they made oh, a point out point of it in this movie, even to a point of like, dude, a I love food, man. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't really notice it in the other ones. Um, I think the the only complaint I had was that you really don't need to follow a lot of the dialogue because it is so much terminology. Like it's it, it's just them. A bunch of the dialogue is just them relaying messages and talking about radar and and all that stuff so and like where they're turning and so that's like that's a majority of the dialogue so it's like the 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 part of the movie that you're really paying attention to is like the results of it like is this torpedo going to hit them these are these bombs going to hit the u-boat you know stuff like that is the air support coming or not so like that would be my one like kind of complaint but it did feel real in in a lot of ways too Mm mm-hmm yeah, no, I'm fully there with you as well. I think that I even said in my review, I was like, chop up the 40 minutes or whatever of action and tension. That's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. So is this, um, is this, what's the word I want? Like a prestige picture? Like is, is Hanks really flexing here on the acting and does this feel like an attempt to be nominated or is it more of a skinny all about the action scenes type movie. I'm just have, I'm struggling to place it on my prestige, um, on my like uh, my my totem pole of um, of uh, uh, what's that word? Pre- um, pretentiousness. Uh, well, where where your, I need to put it on the on that totem pole. Keep your pole away. Um, I don't need to pull it <laughs> um, Reel that some beach back. Yeah, um, I would say it's like in between. I mean, it's not pretentious or prestige or arty really, but it's well done, well acted. Um, well shot, all that stuff. It, it, it but it, it is more, I think, action based and 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 just based around when it's coming out. I don't think it's trying to be an Oscar movie. Yeah, it's it's below 1917, but well above uh, Gerard Butler's hit film Hunter Killer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's good to know. That's good placement. I like that. Uh, this is Greyhound. You can catch this. On Apple TV Plus, only if you have the right fucking machine. Um, yeah. So watch that on your cell phone or. You're gonna or, get me pissed uh, again. Apple don't TV. start talking about it. Yeah. Sorry, I don't want to get him all pumped up again. Yeah. Uh, let's go on to a new movie though. There's another one here that I I am completely unaware of uh, that the two of you both saw. Is this a horror or thriller movie that you guys horror. didn't? It's uh, all horror. of it. Oh my god. Horror. Horror. It's a horror movie. <laughs> Spooky. Jared, you did so, such a good job of, of recapping the last one. Why do you, you want me to try to flex my... Just, me just me trying to explain movies better than they actually are muscle again? Do it. Okay. All right. So this next one is called Relic. And I thought this was an Amazon movie. I was misinformed it's an ifc midnight film um dropped on vod last friday it's australian as well australian yes it is it takes place close to melbourne and um this movie it's a quick 90 minutes it takes place like i said in australia but it's this woman older woman uh it's the mom's mom so it's the the cast is a grandma a mother and the daughter the grandma goes missing so the mom goes with the daughter to go kind of figure out where, where she's at. They're asking questions like, when's the last time you saw her? Try to set up a police report and whatnot. And they, it's been a few weeks. Um, then all of a sudden when they're staying at the grandma's house because they kind of have to, I wouldn't say break in, but they have to kind of shimmy their way into the house. She just shows up one night and acts like she has been there the whole time, like nothing is amiss and whatnot. And throughout this story, 
kind of weird things happen. She doesn't remember things. She very much is acting as if a, it, she's almost a different person. And the mother and daughter are there trying to take care of her. And it's someone that's slowly getting into older age. And it's just them trying to, you know, care for their family. But this older woman doesn't want that. But there's also kind of like this eerie, dark, you know, maybe evil presence that is looming around the house. So it's, it's, is this the, it's like almost a mystery horror kind of family drama going into this film. Perfect. Did it again. <laughs> two for two. Yes. Um, and so I don't know, Jared, cause you, I mean, I, 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 I did my work on your TV and, 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 um, you know, made it a little clearer for you. Um, when I, when I was there last, but I don't know, did, did you, and this is something I loved about this in horror movies. I was looking in the background almost the entire time. Mm-hmm. Did you see all the instances of, of the, the figure hanging around? I saw, I can, I can recount three. Yeah. There, there's a whole bunch of instances where this shadow, you can't make anything out. It looks like a person, but there's like a shadow kind of hanging, and, hanging and they about. don't do angles where it's like hey here's the shadow they're just yeah. filming a movie and it happens to be in the background yeah so they do That's that kind creepy. of stuff in there um to to kind of build on what you're talking about so um they what what they kind of do here is it's it the theme i think the overall theme is based around um kind of like that point when potentially when you're you know like a, a parent would start to you know need need assistance need need help with you know just essentially their living. mind be not physically yeah. be able to take care of themselves kind of it, like the later stages of life exactly they start she's the, the grandma mom grandma mom <laughs> grandma uh, mom she she starts leaving like notes around the house for herself and then they have conversations throughout the movie the the mom and then her daughter um have conversations about potentially putting the old woman into a retirement home and assisted living stuff like that so that's kind of the overall theme of and and exploration i think here of of like you know what happens when they get to that age or you know the that that decision that you have to make and um because the the mom in the in the movie she's busy she's she's got work she's got her own life she's not only neglecting her own mother but her daughter as well and so it's it's kind of like that point in life where you know can this person live on their own and what do i just send them off to a home and that guilt there's a lot of that guilt throughout it um i think guilt plays a, a pretty big factor in the movie as well so a lot of a lot of interesting themes um throughout it that that are done through a horror movie and then what's also interesting is is kind of like jared had mentioned they don't really ever like in most horror movies when there's like a ghost or demon or you know whatever the characters in it find out pretty early that there's something weird, something like it, some sort of presence or some sort of spirit or whatever going on. This, they don't really address it until later in the movie. So the stuff that's happening with the grandma um, and then also subsequently the figures that are hanging around in the background, the characters don't really realize that it's a spirit until pretty late. Um, and so it's it's one of those things where they're there's shit going on and they just think it's the grandma losing her, losing her mind and not that there's something else evil going on. So it's, it, it's like a psychological horror movie more. It's, it's like the, what they call new horror, I guess like the a 24 horror elevated horror. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's one of those things where like, it's, you know, you're the audience is in on like, Oh, there's something fucking weird going on here. There, there's something evil. There's some, there's some sort of presence, but the characters don't. So they're just kind of, 
like when they're walking down a hallway, they don't think something is, you know, following them or whatever. So it's, uh, it's definitely got a a lot of creepiness. It's a, it's a pretty damn creepy movie. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. The, the spook factor is there with, with, you know, things popping up in the background. Um, but yeah, Seth, it, it, it's this weird mixture of a horror film mixed with a bit of a mystery and more of a family drama thrown in Mm -hmm. there. And I think just looking at it as like a film, like how they set the tone, like what they did with just kind of the story and how, you know, there's there's those themes. There's bigger there's a bigger story, especially the last shot of this film there. Mm-hmm. It's very eerie. Um, but they do a great job of setting like the whole the house that they're in feels eerie and unsettling because it's this big old house and there's almost like these hidden rooms and closets and you know throughout life you're gonna you know collect a lot of stuff so there's a lot of clutter so it's like what what is behind this stuff what we have to navigate through this very small hallway to get to this other thing because you know there's just books and other things packed away but also the way that they used the lighting strategically like like we mentioned um there's things hidden in the background um but they do a great job of lighting it with candles or a phone cell phone flashlight or the lights flickering um which sets that eerie tone again this isn't your jump scare horror film this is kind of a slow burn like what the hell is going on mm-hmm Man. Um, and in terms of the people in it, um, they're somewhat recognizable. They've done stuff um, that that has come out. Um, the main, the mom in it um, is her name is Emily Mortimer. She's probably most most po- like the most popular thing she was in was uh, Mary Poppins Returns. She played Jane Banks, um, who was the the girl from the original slash now then the the sister I think. Um, and then Bella Heathcote uh, is the daughter in this, and she's she's been in a few more things. She was in a movie that I liked not not too long ago that was about the person who created Wonder Woman, um, Professor Marsden and the Wonder Woman. Um, she was in Man in the High Castle, which I liked. Um, she's in that Aquafina show. Um, Aquafina is Nora from from Queens. Um, Jared, she's in Fifty Shades Darker. There you go. Oh, I missed it. Uh, shoot but yeah so she she's been a lot of stuff um i like her a lot so good good acting throughout the whole movie as well so i yeah i i uh definitely was creeped out by it a lot um but i thought it was i thought it was good and the messages that they were were going after i think hit pretty well this sounds cool this sounds like a recommend from both of you yeah i would i would recommend and again this coming from someone that this kind of genre isn't typically for me i love this movie in a very like unsettling like it it hit me because of the, again the themes and you can dive deeper into the stuff plus it's it's a quick movie i think it's even it's like 88 minutes mm-hmm. man this sounds interesting i'm gonna check this out because i don't mind i like the a24 horror i think it's interesting and thought-provoking but they're so long now you know like uh her um the new one, Midsummer. Uh, Mids- Midsummer, Midsummer was like two and a half hours, and I, I liked, you know, I, was, I liked what I was seeing in a lot of it, but um, to have it done shorter, I think The Lodge is one that I enjoyed earlier this year that kind of plays mm-hmm. on some of that psychological horror. Um, so this is cool. This is going to go on my list. This sounds interesting. Relic, um, and this is a this is a paid rent right now. This is a new release. Yes, yes. it is. Uh, I want to say seven dollars. Fifty-two dollars. Right. Okay, oh. you got ripped off, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead and find Relic wherever it is you rent movies. 
Um, let's do two more reviews, guys. We all watch these. Let's start with the new Netflix release uh, starring Charlize Theron. This is The Old Guard. So Charlize here is one of a small group of individuals who are essentially immortal. Um, they've got regenerative healing, kind of like a Wolverine type. Um, and it, I don't think they say that they're like enhanced strength or anything like that, but they're, they're incredibly well-trained um, in fighting and shooting. And so they're kind of a death squad and they have their, um, their own agenda that they operate on and, uh, they kind of influence sort of world politics with their little, their little, uh, squad of, of, I think four of them. And then the movie kicks off when they realize through some connection that they all share that there's a fifth one of them who, uh, who is now on the scene and, uh, and so they, they go and try to recruit this individual who's a, a female Marine, uh, into the group. And so through the eyes of the new recruit, you get to see kind of how they operate, hear a little bit of their story and their history and go through some action scenes, um, while they, uh, essentially are on the hunt for Chiwetel Ejiofor, um, in a little bit of a cross cross world, uh, search. So Old Guard was an interesting one for me. Um, there was definitely some pros and some cons. I'll, I'll steal, I think, what's the, probably the biggest pro. Um, I'll be interested to see if you guys agree. The action scenes in this are really fucking cool. Um, there was some really dope fight choreography. One of you is probably going to tell me that the, someone from John Wick was involved or something. But um, <laughs> some really great fight choreography, and it's really well performed by the stunt doubles. They they don't hack it all to hell like you see in like a Marvel movie. They they zoom out more often and let you see what's happening. And uh, the way that the 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 old guard the group uh, the way that they fight together is really cool. Uh, it's almost like like watching a really good fight scene from the Avengers, just edited in a way that's like easier to see and obviously more realistic. So the action was the big standout for me. Um, and I had some qualms, but, uh, what did you guys like about this one? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I thought it was, uh, a fine. I mean, I kind of throw this in the same, uh, bucket as extraction from earlier, I think a couple months ago where the action is probably the standpoint or the high point for myself also combined with, you know, some of the visual effects where, you know, these people are immortal. So they're getting stabbed, they're getting shot, mm -hmm. they're maybe losing an arm or something. Actually, I don't think we see that, but uh, the stuff comes back. So, like, when the visual effects pushes, like, a bullet out of someone's skull, I personally thought that that was really cool. Again, I don't know if mm -hmm. it was great or anything, but I just thought it was cool. Yeah, I agree with you on that as well. I, I think they did a good job with the effects. Um, I echo all the other sentiments. Um, I, I also like, because there's a whole lot of lore here, there's a whole lot of, like, history they can go back on. And so I think it might be cool to explore some of that, too. Um, because they've been alive for so long through so many big moments in history, they could go back and, and do some of that. I know it's based off a comic book, so there's and they the the sequel to so the, the the movie was based on the original the first run of the comics, and so the, the 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 I'm assuming the sequel will be based off the second run. So that second run is out already. So if you want to know more of the story, you can check that out, I guess. Um, but uh, and and then I did like that they kind of went with the you know, this, this new person after all these years is, is, has joined them type of thing. And, um, kind of that, that whole, you know, story, I guess, in terms of superheroes of like, um, you, you know, you, you've seen it in certain situations where it's like, um, this new person joins up and has to kind of be the one to, to rescue, you know, they're, they're the, they're the new hot shit. 
And so like they that that's a story they do here, and I I, I liked that. So I don't know. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Yeah. I think you brought up a, a great thing about the whole lore. Um, they could do sequels. They could do prequels. I'm in for either of them if they keep this same kind of tone of violence, um, or not violence, but action. Like, this isn't, you know, going to be, like, one that's going to win awards, but, like, this is what I need every now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it felt just, um, it was just presented really honestly, I thought. It was just like, yeah, here's some dope action. We're going to string it together with a decent plot line and some oh, pretty okay acting um, with some solid leads. They didn't really try to be much more than what they knew they weren't. Um I do like the way this sets up in the end. The, the, I think one thing that is a potential con is that this is every origin story you've seen. Um, at, at least, not a lot is going to surprise you here, I don't think. Um, that's not to say it, it lacks creativity, because I think that just the, the setup of the movie is creative in and of itself, but uh, the way that the plot kind of uh, unwinds. I, I, there, there's not a lot that's really going to sp- surprise you or do anything that's really shocking or novel. Um, and then the the other the thing that was weird to me uh, was the soundtrack for this. And I've really been looking forward to asking you guys about this because there seems to be like a like a like a new power punk like a like a teenage girl would listen to to get hyped up. Um, was like a lot of the music in here. Uh, did the music stand out to you guys, or was that just what what Gina and I noticed when we were watching? We thought the music was a weird fit. <laughs> um, so, so you got anything? I'm I'm trying to remember this now. Not, I mean, I do remember it being a little weird, but I I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't too thrown off. I just thought the music choice is a little might maybe a little odd, but mm. I wasn't really thrown off by it. Yeah, that struck me as as really strange because uh, I was like. In a movie that already kind of straddles tones a little bit and tries to get dark and then and then funny and then serious and goofy, um, the 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 music kind of tilted it more toward goofy, which I don't think necessarily is a detriment to the movie. It just was a little bit outside of what I was expecting, and it's just really weird to watch like a guy get shot in the head while listening to this type of music. It it it, it struck me as strange. Um, but I do agree with what you guys said. I mean, this is a movie that keeps it simple, keeps it tight. Uh, it comes in right at two hours, and it's good enough. And it doesn't really try to try to flex um, for much more than that. And I do really like what they're setting up here. I'm I'm very interested to come back and see what Charlize and the crew um, are going to do in part two because I, I think Netflix probably already decided they're making a second one because they don't really care about making money or who likes it. Uh, so this probably is going to get a second one. And I'll, I'll be there for it. I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I think the setup is what I'm, I don't know, most excited about, what what I was like latching onto. And um, again, nothing is confirmed, but what, but what I had read was this is a potential trilogy. So I, I can see where they're laying the framework for something like that. Mm-hmm. It's very uh, Fellowship of the Ring. If, if it is a trilogy, it just really doesn't give you a lot. It gives you some good action, but spends more of its time setting up and giving you the rules. So a second one that can really focus in on the action and really give us something more creative in terms of the plot line, I think could be really, really cool. I think they have a chance to really get a really solid second movie out of this. So this is The Old Guard. Uh, you can catch that now on Netflix. And we're going to switch over to a Hulu movie that um we didn't talk about this much 
beforehand, but I, I'm, I made an assumption that you guys had a similar experience to me, but a, an incredibly pleasant surprise on, on, uh, on Hulu in the form of Palm Springs. Uh, this is a movie that stars Andy Samberg, uh, and is produced by the Lonely Island. Um, and also has, I'm hoping one of you guys can help me out with the lead actress's name. Kristen Millity. Kristen Millity. Milliotti. 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 There we go. My bad. Kristen Milliotti. Uh, if you're a fan of How I Met Your Mother, she played uh, the mother in that Spoiler. show. Spoiler. So, I, well, yeah, okay. There's a mother in How I Met Your Mother. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so these two... Um, what, what's interesting about this and we're going to review it, uh, but I, I really want us to, to not give much away here because what I really enjoyed was going in completely. I had no background on this. Uh, I knew there was a movie coming out called Palm Springs. Seth texted me. He was like, Hey, you should really watch Palm Springs. It'll be fun to talk about. And I, so I just put it on and it was really rewarding to go in, not knowing anything. Um, mm-hmm. but a highlight for me was the two leads uh, they end up in an interesting situation that kind of makes them stuck together. And uh, the chemistry between them is really interesting. And they both get a chance to kind of flex their acting muscles in some scenes. Um, so I think Sandberg and, and Miliati here are really enjoyable. And to see a little bit more dramatic turn from Sandberg was nice. I think he showed that he's got at least some capability in that arena. Um, so the, the chemistry between the two outside of things we can't talk about was a highlight for me here. Mm-hmm. Um, I purposely did not want to review this last week because I wanted you guys not to know anything as well. So I'm glad that we all went into that literally knowing nothing. Um, and I'm going to keep this kind of vague as well. But yeah, the relationship between the two, I think, was the standout for myself. I loved kind of their banter back and forth. The cute, like it was cute to see them together. And there also was like, you know, some like kind of fun little bit dance scenes like from, uh, for some reason, a hot rod came to my mind when they're, yeah. you know, in these, <laughs> like, you know, at the wedding dancing or they're at a bar dancing or something like that. Um, but I think the, 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 not only them together, but them learning what is, what they need to work on for them to be together and how people that aren't perfect can still get together. Like it's this weird message. Again, this it boils down. It's a rom-com type movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but all of the kind of weirdness to this movie is what I enjoyed, but I loved that core relationship between these two uh, actors, I guess, or actresses. Mm-hmm. Guys, I hated this movie. No, um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I again echo all the sentiments. Um, really funny movie. Yeah, um, talk about the humor. Super funny. I, I there were multiple times where I had to, and and luckily being home, uh, I was able to pause and and rewind it because I was laughing through a bunch of stuff. <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely some hilarious moments. J.K. Simmons has a, an amazing role in the movie. Um, they, I, I like too, that they, they kind of included some, um, small, like some, some, I guess like actors you've seen and like do stuff, but not like be in a lot of movies, like Kristen Milioti even like hasn't been in a ton of stuff. So mm-hmm. it's good to see her get to, to lead that one. Um, and then, uh, the C, the Superman from CW, Tyler Hecklin, oh, I think his name is, yeah. um, he was the husband in this and, uh, the Riverdale the, girl. Yeah, the the bride the bride in the movie is um, Veronica from 
from Riverdale. And she's... So there you go. You got CW connections. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was a lot of CW folks, it seemed like. Um, but uh, yeah, so the, like it, it did a good job. I know ca- the casting person, like, I always, because I always see her name. She did, she cast like The Office and Parks and Rec and all those shows, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, so, you know, I think they did a good job, of, a good job of casting in this movie as well. Um, I think everyone worked perfectly for the role and, and it was funny, super funny. So uh, I loved it. It was, it was a great movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're not going to say much more um, about plot um, specifics because it's a really fun one to kind of discover along the way. Like there were a couple of moments in here where I was like, wait, what? Is that what we're doing in this movie? <laughs> and it, yeah. and and at every time that happened, it ended up, you know, it was a little, sh- there was some shocks, but then I eventually settled back in and was like, okay, like I can, I can be in this kind of movie. And, and, uh, and I, that was kind of, that was, it was nice to kind of, it, it almost seemed like, like the genre of this movie, like revealed itself over time in a cool uh-huh. way. I, it was an experience I haven't had often. It's one that I, even sitting there watching it, I was like, I, Again, it was nice being home, being able to pause and rewind. But I really would have loved to seen this in the theater with people, mm-hmm. um, to like for all the laughs and all that stuff. I think I would have enjoyed it even more than I did. Um, I think the only issue would have been like I would have saw the trailer, um, mm-hmm. and and the trailer. Don't watch the trailer because yeah. it, it 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 tells everything. Um, but I, I think that this would have been a super fun one to see in the theater, almost like a book smart where it's like. Um, you know, I, I, everyone gets to kind of laugh at the, at, you know, the same thing. Cause I think there's some really hilarious moments, um, mm-hmm. along with some sweet moments too, but I think it's just one that, that I think would have connected super well with audiences if it would have been in the theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is a big recommend from all of us because this movie's really funny. It's really sweet. It's really creative. Um, and it's a, just a fun ride. Um, it's not long. It's like an hour 40. Um, so high recommend if you have Hulu, like we said, don't watch any trailer, don't Google anything, just dive into this. And uh, for us, it was, all, it was a positive experience. So we think you're going to like it. Uh, the movie is called Palm Springs. And again, you can catch that one on Hulu. Um, so we've got Palm Springs, The Old Guard. What else did we have? Greyhound, Relic, Straight Up, Fatal and Affair. Fatal Affair. <laughs> don't forget Fatal Affair. And then Jim Jeffries, um, Intolerable. Uh, all getting reviews this week, so so a little bit a little bit of a mix, but overall, um, quite a few things there for you to check out from a from a big weekend. So that it's going to wrap it up for this week's reviews. Mom, what do you think? I love it. I hated it. All right, folks. Well, you know we're just about to the end of this week's episode, but before we go, we got to give you one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. All right, so I don't think this will surprise you guys, but I have, I have, I'm, I'm, I don't know if obsessed is the word, um, but I'm really hung up on Hamilton, and I've been like <laughs> listening to the soundtrack nonstop for the last couple of weeks. I watched it again with Gina um, a few days ago, and I've just been like so cranked up about Hamilton these last couple of weeks, um, but. Other than just watching it repetitively, the other thing it's inspired me to do is is watch some other musicals. And I realized yesterday that there's just a lot of them that I haven't made my way to um, that most people have. Like Rent, I still haven't seen. Les Mis, I haven't seen. Uh, I've saw fucking Cats, but I haven't seen like all the great... <laughs> 
all the great musical movies from the last like 20 years. And so that's what I'm going to be doing um, in the short term is trying to catch up on a lot of the musicals that I missed. Uh, I did go back. I had never watched High School Musical, the original. Um, and so we went back and watched that after Hamilton. I will say uh, High School Musical was charming and cute, you know, for a kid's movie especially. Don't watch it immediately after Hamilton, though. Uh, because comparatively it looks what like is this garbage that is on my television dog shit like oh it was it get you get you get your head in the game get your head in the game yeah after after all the brilliant lyrics and in, in hamilton we just had to have repeat repetitive get you get you get you's. did um, did i ever tell you i was troy bolton in our production of high school <laughs> musical yeah i you may have but i had somehow <laughs> fucking forgotten that I did not know. That is amazing. How was that? You had the hair for it. I know that. Not good. I, I had zero. <laughs> that's a. It's a story for. It's a longer throw out. You know, story obviously. But I had no singing experience, so I somehow got the lead role of a musical with no singing experience. Get your head. <laughs> We're is, all in this together. Is there tape of this somewhere? I. I'm gonna be honest. No. Oh. <laughs> That I don't know my where, like, I, I, I tracked down every copy and I burned wish it. there was <laughs> to see how bad it was, but I don't think anyone ever got one, or they just burned. I don't know what happened. I, I feel like it was probably pretty bad. Oh wow, that's funny. I would pay if anyone out there, if you somehow have a uh, this. So this was a ADM ADM High School uh, in Iowa. Alta, 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 not Alta. A, yeah, not yeah. ADM. Alta, Alta High in iowa uh from what would this have been the 2009 production Uh, of high school 2008 i want to say 2008 if anybody has a video of that production i will pay handsomely for it (laughs) i want to see this so badly um but uh zach efron i will say has gotten better i just last night watched um the greatest showman which has him and hugh jackman and that was a fun one to revisit i really enjoyed that one from a couple years ago um, so more to come, uh, but I'm on, I'm on a musical journey right now, uh, that's, that's started in earnest. So plenty, plenty more musical stuff to come from me, uh, in the short term. Hamilton's got me on that track. So that's my one more thing for now. So I know it's called one more thing, but I have two small things. How about that? Um, oh God. combine into one big, yeah, oh, I know we're going <laughs> to change the segment name. Um, <laughs> but, the, but this last weekend I was doing some, uh, yard work for my brother and whatnot. Picking up and, sticks. Yeah, I was picking up sticks actually. Um, <laughs> and, uh, our neighbor came over and he, I, you know, I had met him like four years ago and I don't know, just, he has kids and stuff now, but we were talking and anyways, yeah, he's a, he's a Twitch streamer. I told him I run YouTube. So he checked out my channel. I checked out his channel. Um, he, he's, a few years, I would say, you know, maybe five, six years older than me. So I at least have five, six years of still hope of, you know, pursuing YouTube and stuff because <laughs> this guy Twitch streams with a family and wife and everything. So, you know, that's pretty cool. But uh, I also jumped over and, you know, Cody, you had mentioned you uh, were catching up on Watchmen. I finally checked out the Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Mm. And this was such a del- because you know season 2 is coming out in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. I was this was such a delightful show. I mean it's comic book lore and you know craziness and whatnot. But I think the characters, the weird powers, the weird world 
and the music. The music was the mm-hmm. best part of this. Like, if you haven't seen this, I highly recommend going out, checking out this before season two pops off in a couple weeks because this was so awesome, and I'm curious what season two is going to hold. Um, yeah, there's a lot of crap that I just completely missed that I need to go back, which I'm doing right now to catch up on. So Umbrella Academy, check it out. And Cody, I know you messaged me um, because you've you've seen it, right? I think you messaged me and you were like, oh, I'm so glad you're checking it out. And I, yeah. I love it. Yeah, I dug this a lot. Weirdly, I, I never finished it. Like I, I stopped with like two episodes left, uh, but I enjoyed it a lot. I, I think... I think I was watching, I was watching it while I was traveling. And so I was like watching it on the plane. And then when I got home, I still had episodes left, but I just, for some reason, never watched them. And so, um, I need to catch up with the last couple episodes. I may just rewatch the whole first season, but Umbrella Academy is really cool. It's for, I think, especially for people who maybe liked, uh, like, especially if you like the uh, like Watchmen or like the boys, where it's sort of an alternative alternative type of superhero world. Um, it's really cool and really creative. Uh, I dug it a lot. I'm really excited to see where they go in season two, though. Um, it's pretty interesting. And there's a really good cast in that. I would second. That gets a mm-hmm. recommendation from me, too, on Netflix. No. Screw you. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um. I uh, I didn't really have anything, but I just saw it as, as I was scrolling through my phone. I saw that um, production just began on uh, shooting. Actually, just began on uh, the Uncharted movie, so that's actually happening. Apparently, um, I, I think they're filming overseas, but we we're I guess we're on track to get Uncharted next year still. So, so what summer blockbuster? I guess so. It said July twenty twenty one. So um, we we might uh, we might get Uncharted still. Wow. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Tom Holland, I think, tweeted or posted on yep. Instagram today. It said something. Um, that's good news. I, I like I like knowing that. Um, we'll see if that movie ends up being good, but I, I'm glad we'll find out sooner rather than later. Because I think if they delayed for too long, Tom Holland would, would become unavailable, I think. Because he's, he's only going to be working more and more. So I'm glad they're getting this in. Mm-hmm. All righty. So, uh, so what? Tom Holland, uh, Umbrella Academy slash There's Still Hope for Jared Yet. And uh, and and watch out for more musicals <laughs> from Co. this week and one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. All right, folks, that's going to do it for episode 152 of the SoCo Show. We thank you again uh, for joining us. Big thanks to our guest this week, at Jared Buckendall. Jared, I know you got some exciting stuff coming down the pipe. That's going to include Team SoCo as well. You want to give us a little bit of an update on what we can look forward to? Yes, yes. Um... Let's see here. To, uh, you know, uh, check back today when this releases for the my full Fatal Affair review on the channel. Um, <laughs> Longer Friday, than 10 I will, Yeah, yeah. Um, Friday, I will have a review for the Netflix series Cursed. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it depends how much, you know, writing I can get done. I should have an uh, ending explained poorly for Relic. And then, you know, just the usual Ooh, stuff nice. in the next couple um, weeks, days, whatever. But, yeah, you two, you shenanigans, the SoCo show is hitting the road, coming to visit me on, what, Monday of next week. So mm-hmm. we will be probably doing some fun stuff together. And then film some videos, too. Ah, <laughs> there you go. Very good stuff. Uh, also, don't forget J Buck Live every Tuesday. Uh, you're still at nine Central, seven Pacific. Yes, currently I have volleyball priorities. People, <laughs> there you go. Make sure you're checking that out every 
Tuesday, this week, the definitive ranking of shark movies. So you're going to want to check that recording out um, so you can see what the top shark movie was. I have a hypothesis, um, but uh, I will I will refrain from putting submitting my guess because I don't want to spoil anything. But um, head on over and check out that that definitive ranking there uh, the, on the YouTube. At Jared Buckendall. Uh, big shouts out to all of our contributors. Thank you again for helping us keep the show going and continue to improve it. Um, keep your ear out, guys. We're very soon going to start having some exciting announcements about our upcoming third anniversary show, a uh, big milestone for us, and we've got some uh, fun stuff in the works uh, in terms of celebration. So keep an ear out for that. Hopefully in the next couple weeks we'll have some announcements there, um, but more to come on that. Um, but until further, until further notice, um, that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. So for Jared Buckendall and for the so-host, Seth Ott, I've been the co-host, Cody Michael, and we will see you next week. Bye.